0: This is Coco Talk, the nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. With your host, Mr. Gameplay Goodness himself,
1: Stevie Stroop.
0: All right. Well, my sources tell me we're live. My producer uh, in the uh, booth has just come <laughs> in over the comms and told me that we are live right now. And the so... on-air
2: light is flashing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Few applause. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of Coco Talk, the nation, the nation, the nation's leading live talk show about the Tandy Color Computer. And um, I think this is number seventeen. I yeah. lost track. Believe so. Yeah. And the, uh, the main focus of today's episode is what you're seeing right here on the screen, which we'll be talking about today, but it's Rick Adams' bomb threat. And we have Rick Adams here with us. How are you today, Rick? <laughs> and um, so not only do we have Rick Adams, but we have Jay Cyril. Who was with us last week talking about mame and mess and uh, assembly and debugging. And we've got Mark Overholzer. We've got Rick Cavell. We have Bill Noble and the lovely and talented Curtis Boyle. How are we, gentlemen? Good. Very
3: good, good,
0: real good. Yeah, and we're live on the internet. And Davy Mitchell has been with us. Hello, Davy. Davy was actually here before the live stream even started. So, thanks, Davy, for being here, for tuning in early. Uh, and for that, you get a prize. I don't know what that prize is just yet, but we'll figure it out. So, how <laughs> about yeah, applause? Yeah, a round of applause, and um. Th- one month free access to Curtis Boyle's Games List website. That's uh, <laughs> hey, quick mention of my profits here. <laughs> <laughs> and if you head over to nitrous9.org, org, uh, free download of Nitrous Nine as well. So. <laughs> Which is something that we will be doing in the near future. I just did not have time to plan for that for this week, but we got something. I did not either, so I, it, 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 we okay. have something more exciting than Nitrous Nine to talk about this week, and that's Bomb Threat. But before we get into Bomb Threat, um, why don't we start our little segment of how was your week this week and what's new and exciting and uh, all that good stuff? Anybody want to kick that off? To quote Mel Brooks, it's like work, 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 work. That's all I've doing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I can relate. I'm still recovering from killing my laptop. Okay. Okay. Richard. Heard, uh, Richard. Richard uh, Dorbyski's here.
4: Memory for my new laptop today. To make up for okay. that. It only has four
0: gig. Nice. Nice. Should be able to compile a program or two with that 16 gigs, huh? Oh yeah. (laughs) Although all my color computer development now is done on the Raspberry Pi. So so. that is it. So explain that. What what is it that you're doing to actually develop on the Raspberry Pi?
4: Well, they have a cross assembler, and they have, uh, you know, I have a make file, and you know, it's just a development environment, and that's what I use to uh, build the new version of bomb threat that I gave you today.
0: Okay.
3: So that's all done with Mame, then I'm guessing on the podcast?
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hey Richard, it's not on the Skype channel. You just need to call me directly if you want to be on the call. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. I'd like maybe maybe sometime for a future segment you could show us what that looks like. What the you know how do you actually do? I can't I can't quite grasp it yet yet because I can't I can't really seem it right now. Okay, mm-hmm. so now now somebody's saying Mame is a little loud. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm
1: gonna. I would just sharing. mute it
2: until until you're ready to show it
1: because
0: well, it is drowning out the voices sometimes, sometimes. Uh-huh.
1: it goes in waves
0: okay so right now bomb threat is muted okay it's and less Richard, threatening now Richard Lorbieski has now joined us hey Richard how are you um, yes yeah, so I'd like to see that sometime um, maybe for a future segment you could show us what that looks like um, well unfortunately I don't you can't really Skype from a, from a Raspberry Pi so I'm not exactly sure how I would do that okay Okay. Linux when works, maybe point a camera. So, are you running something like LW Tools on the Raspberry Pi? Yes. Okay. So you're running so LW it's Tools. It's kind
3: of similar to what we looked at last week. Then I guess the basic, although in Linux, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are
0: you doing it through a GUI? or Are you doing more like uh, shell scripting type command it's stuff? It's all it? yeah. It's all command line. Okay. Okay. Well, that is interesting. And my that that's... My, te-
4: my text editor is good old Bi on Unix.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which what,
2: no Emacs? Ancient.
4: <laughs> nope, no Emacs. It's, it's ancient
3: and it's... That's it's the uh, Linux battle, oh, well, the right? Linux BI Linux and Emacs?
0: Yep. <laughs> well, at least you're not using Edlin. about... Edlin. <laughs> For- I remember Edlin back in the days of DOS. Edlin, um, yes. Uh, Mark, you put up a picture in our Skype group of some doodaddies you ordered online.
1: Yeah, those were the ones that um, that um, um, b- 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 what's his name? Um, Steve Bjork. Yeah,
0: Steve Bjork mentioned. Huh. Okay, and these are the things that are like basically they can play a wave file or a, a MIDI file or something like that. MP3 player. MP3
1: player. Yeah, that can be controlled by an Arduino or a Raspberry Pi or anything. That's cool. That's cool. For a cocoa. Uh,
0: I noticed that too, Richard, who joined us. You put something in the Facebook group recently. You're working on some cocoa restoration stuff. You got some cocoa twos you picked up that you're modding and tweaking and stuff.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, i'm I'm still working on those. I'm just uh, I
1: got I finally got all the capacitors in, and so I'm just uh, working those and then uh, cleaning up the cases and'm uh, and gonna
0: sell those on eBay. Are you
1: coming to Tandy assembly by any chance?
0: Uh, yes, I am. okay. very cool. are you are you listed as an exhibitor in there?
2: Uh, yes, I am. I will be there. an exhibitor, and I will probably also be a sponsor.
0: Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, so um, my Cocoa 3 just died on me today. The one I have been using is my Neil Blanchard special. Um, I'm going to see what I can do to troubleshoot it in my spare time. Um, but, yeah, so I might have to end up bringing one or more Cocos to Tandy Assembly to even get them fixed before I can even show off what I want to show off. So that'll be interesting. Um, so, yeah, that was my highlight of today was tr- – I wanted to demonstrate bomb threat on a real color computer, and I was going to do it on a Cocoa 3, and uh, in the process of messing around, my Coco 3 just died on me. So, uh, good times. bye so, I will share with you guys um, something that's new for me, and I put up some pictures of this on Facebook, but we got this last week. This is a kit that's called the Piper Computer Kit, and it's based, it's based on a Raspberry Pi 3, which we now technically have. And part of it is you have to build it inside the box. You have to build the box itself. It's got a 7-inch screen, all kinds of stuff. Um, when you look at it on the back, you can see these are all the wooden parts we had to use to build the case, um the screen was kind of pre-assembled but it still had to be built blueprints all kinds of leads and stuff um when, when all is said and done what you end up with is a wooden box that looks like this which is very cool right it's even got like this mm-hmm. engraved um kind of plexiglass lid on it right? and when you open up this chest so inside the lid is the seven inch screen so this is the um lcd panel which is very cool now it, now this will come down Okay, so this is the um, this is actually like the keyboard that we're making. So we had to connect these little leads from the Raspberry Pi to these switches here for our um, four directional arrow keys and stuff. And it's pretty cool because it plays like Minecraft, and each time you walk into a new little um, adventure area, you watch a video and it shows you how to connect things to make the buttons to solve the puzzles for that area. So that was kind of cool. Um, it also connects to I guess what you call this like a little breadboard or something like that, and on. <laughs> on yep. here is a, right now there's a little switch and there was a speaker there was another one we put in which was a little LED light so like one of our little adventures was like you were treasure hunting and as you're moving around the game the light would start to flash faster before you got to the treasure so um there's like you know it's kind of cool that you're playing a game and um learning a little about a little bit of electronics at the same time you know and so yeah, that's cool. So the hardest part was really building the wooden case. It took us about two hours to put this thing together. Me and me and my daughter Megan built this case, and, and it's pretty cool, man. It's a really neat little system, and then the whole thing closes up. So, um, so this was our little Sunday afternoon project, and it ended up being to like almost all – it took us about two hours to build it, and then we spent probably another hour and a half playing Minecraft and working on – building our keyboard we literally had to build our keyboard one key at a time and stuff like that so um kind of cool
5: what's
3: the uh price on it uh
0: well uh, i've seen them varying in price anywhere between like 150 to 300 sometimes 400 i think it depends on the seller for that Hmm.
4: This is Rick Adams, and I'm the author of Temple of Rom and Shanghai, and you are watching original gamer Stevie Stroh
0: Yeah, Dan Loyal so and it's kind of interesting because Dan is somebody who saw um, us posting about um, Ron Kleins Raspberry Pi project and so, he kind of reached out to me via email saying, hey, how do I get a hold of round client? I'm trying to make a Cocoa Pie 3. And they got together. I didn't do much. But then he later on, he just kind of sent this to me. He goes, hey, your daughter likes Minecraft. You guys do cool stuff. Have fun with this. And so, that was kind of cool that he sent it to us. Um, I think he bought it on eBay. And I think he got it for about $122, which is not bad. But your mileage will vary when you go to order it, what they're selling it for. Uh, so that's that was my highlight of my last weekend. And, and uh, then what, what else happened this week? I guess the other milestone for me would be I reached uh, 1,800 subscribers on YouTube. So that's kind of a cool little uh, milestone. Yeah. yeah, Excellent. Awesome. So th- thanks, everybody, who's subscribed there. Definitely appreciate that. Did I close my stupid browser now? I, dude, I have such a hard time remembering yeah. what's... Uh, <laughs> What's going on here? All right. We're yeah. back. We're back. All right. So that thats that was my week. Anybody else got anything uh, cool that they want to talk about before we jump in?
2: Bill, uh, you've been working with Roger on the uh, Cyclone. He's added some new features the last week or two, hasn't
6: he? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, I was working with Roger earlier this week, and we actually fine-tuned the AY sound chip on the Cocoa
0: on the chip, and we actually got it playing YM files now. <laughs> Yay! Very cool.
2: And he was doing a math processor too, he's been working on. I've seen some
6: fractal. Yes, that is actually Ew. one awesome piece of C- <laughs> hardware there. Like it will actually do any math calculation Pitching. in one CPU cycle.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. That would help. Some of the other ones take quite a while. Like even the 6 through 9, like a hardware divide can take like 30 cycles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's cool I, I noticed a little bit of um, sound looping going on there right now so what I've done for right now is I'm I'm stopping the sharing of the system audio I think it's it's causing something so when bill was talking I was hearing a little echo loop so um, you guys won't be able to hear bomb threat when we play it but I don't know if I, I just don't want to mess up the uh, the overall thing and Glenn Hewlett's here hey Glenn how are you grant Leedy's here grant grant says he's gonna to try to call in and and um, He's going to do that when his computer's done with its updates. Yes, Windows updates have been an interesting thing going on lately, too. Uh, cool. So, yeah, so, you know, when you when you guys do these FPGA things, I I know enough to be dangerous when it comes to this stuff, but basically the FPGA is like a piece of hardware that it's kind of like a a molding clay where you can make this hardware do whatever it is you want it to do by just programming it to do stuff?
4: Yeah, basically, it's programmable hardware.
0: Programmable hardware. Yeah, it's hard to imagine, you know? Like when you have these things like these Raspberry Pis and all these microcontrollers and stuff, it's just hard to imagine that there's this hardware thing that can be made to do whatever you want it to do with software. It is pretty cool interesting times that we live in yeah uh, all right do we want to jump in and look at bomb threat I believe we should Rick do you want to be on camera for this or are you just gonna narrate are you muted Rick
4: Uh, Now I'm not. Uh, I couldn't hear anything that he was saying. So I'm guessing that he
0: said, Rick, you should tell them what's going on, right? Well, I was asking you, I I said we should probably now start to talk about bomb threat. And what I was wanting to know was, did you want to be on camera um, to talk about it? Or did you just want to narrate it? Rick, you're not hearing Steve? I'm getting this message from the booth here. It appears we're having some uh, technical difficulties with the satellite <laughs> uplink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My producer just uh, <laughs> phoned in from the satcom station.
2: I <laughs> get a flash, that little graphic. Uh, experiencing technical difficulties.
4: Stand
0: by. <laughs> right. yeah, Rick. Rick, do you copy? Well, you're, you're sort of back. Yes, I'm here. All right. Is it by any chance you might be having some bandwidth issues, Rick? Or maybe I don't know. And is it possible? I don't. Do we have too many people on the call? I don't think we got that many on this call. We've had. No, many I think calls everybody else is hearing
2: it. things too. Rick, you don't have a Windows update or something running in the background on your network, do you?
4: Uh oh. No. Um. No. Okay. Let's see. So let's
3: see. Um. He sounds a lot better now.
0: Yeah. yeah there's there's a lot I was asking if you wanted to be on camera or not, Rick, when we get ready to start this right. um, thing. I'm thinking we can't, we can't afford to have me be on camera. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, if it's a bandwidth issue. We don't want to, like, uh, make it
4: worse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Let me, Um, I have something running on my uh, laptop. Let me go make sure that that's, like, shut down.
0: Okay. So while we're doing that, Let's run a bumper here from the Coco community.
2: I'm Evan Wright, author of Flooded for the Color Computer, and you're listening to original gamer Steve Stroh.
0: Somebody's trying to call into a different group call right now. Yeah, I think it's Nick. All right, Nick, you need to call me directly. Rick, are you back? Are you still working on something? I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Were you still working on... um, No, I, I shut it down, shut it down. Okay. All right. So how about everybody who's not Rick Adams right now, mute your camera and microphone, and let's try to um, focus our bandwidth on Rick for right now. And then just just unmute when you have a question. Let's try to keep the sound um, down to a minimum. All right, Rick. So uh, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. All right. So I'm also not going to try to... Share the audio, but right now gotcha. we are looking at the title screen to bomb threat, and you were kind enough to customize it for today to say the Coco Talk version since we are right. um, doing the technically the world premiere of the fairly finished version of this, correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the, on the, the ship the developer and ship the product version. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, on that third-rate introduction I give you ladies and gentlemen Rick Adams and I'll let you take it from here Rick well everybody's heard the story I think pretty much I'll try to give you the you know the the 50,000
4: foot view uh, version. Uh, back in obviously 1984, I tried to market this to Candy and uh, they sort of nibbled at, at it for a bit, but uh, they eventually decided, no, we don't want to buy that game. So I tried to shop it around to some other places and they didn't seem to want it either. So it just sort of languished in my basement uh, for many, many long, long years. And uh, so my my kids loved playing the game when they were kids and they called it the tractor game because that little blue thing running around they called it the tractor it's actually a forklift and so they were talking about it one day and and they said you know uh, dad can't find it you know I had gone down to the basement many times and tried to look for I knew right where the uh, uh, the floppies were that had the game on it and they weren't there and I can't find I've gone down there many times and I've turned the house upside down and they're simply gone so they said yes but uh, remember he used to go to school on show and tell day and he'd show the class you know here's my games that I'm working on and he did it whoops are we still here yeah we're still here Okay, my, my uh, screen just totally glitched. weird. Yeah,
0: I, anyway. I made a few changes because your sound was breaking up really bad. I was trying to see if I could change okay. a few things on my end. Sure.
4: Um, so uh, uh, there was a VCR tape of him playing the game, and that's the only thing from the original game. Uh, so I put that on YouTube, and a number of people were talking about it. And I went to Cocoa Fest and people started teaching me how to, uh, you know, how do you do a, a, a computer development environment these days. It's a little different than, you know, using an edit SM uh, plus a cartridge. Uh, and so I decided to start programming the game from scratch and sort of used the gameplay video that was on YouTube as a guide and came up with the game, you know, just out of nothing. So, and, you know, it's just as much as I could remember. So that's the story. So I'm pretty much done. Uh, there's a few things I want to do uh, beyond this. like I want to do like a Coco 3 version uh, that doesn't use composite and artifact colors. I want to get away from the uh, artifact colors because you don't really have to do that these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty much how it was, and so I'm done.
0: There you go, there you go. Now, I think one of the last things you'd also put a message out on Facebook for was enlisting some assistance to change one of the sound effects, and have you made any progress with that?
4: Absolutely not. So okay. I gave up and, you know, I put the original, you know, I've got like a little, uh, uh chime sound that I got from when I did Shanghai. Okay. Uh, we were able to read, I was able to find the discs for Shanghai and brought those into, uh, Cocoa Best. Uh, and so we read those and got those into zip files and stuff so that people could look over the, the actual source. And, uh. So I stole a, a, a sound routine out of that and used that for the sound rather than the original sound.
0: Okay. And, and, and it is possible that that might change before the final final release, but if not, it that's is. It, yeah, exactly. That I think I think Eric
2: Averleck was actually giving you some suggestions on algorithmically what he thought it would be, but not actual code. Right.
4: But I couldn't really run with that because I didn't really understand what he was saying enough to to really get it. So, I sort of got it, but not enough to write code from.
0: (laughs) Right. And so, your suggestion today, too, was that I'm going to play this game with a Black Beauty joystick for Mm -hmm. maximum cocoa... um, ability here that's what that is (laughs) the black beauty joystick so we'll go ahead and i'll start playing it and that for me i just want to say this is again this is kind of like a uh you know pinch me is this real type situation because you know this there's a lot of history to how this thing has come full circle where you know you were one of our first coco um developers that we interviewed and so you were the first big interview for our channel we talked about this on that interview, you had mentioned that you had created this and you lost it. And at that time, we didn't even have the video of it. So, it was just like, wow, wouldn't that be cool if we could somehow find it, you know? And then we heard in your keynote how you kept looking for the floppies in your basement. You didn't find the floppies. And so, those are somewhere near the Ark of the Covenant, we have to assume. <laughs> and, um, and, then it, and then I think it was we we started this in Cocoa Talk where the conversations that were happening offline kind of Fed into like you mentioned, where they were showing you how to um, get a modern development environment going. So I think Cocoa Talk is part of the reasons why this got started again, or, or you know, mm-hmm. at least we put some fuel on that fire. And and so we went we went from you being our first big celebrity interview to talking about this on Cocoa Talk to now debuting it on Cocoa Talk. So it's a big. 360 degree circle here that's taking place and for me it's still like I, I can't believe I'm talking to the people I, I, I played the games of you know back in the day and now we're seeing new games all the time so it's this is a big pinch me moment for me so um, this is thrilling to be able to do this and so now we're going to start the game right now. Um, we need to go over here. I need to click on this, and I'm going to press one for one player. And here we go. So we start off in this big playing field here, and the white boxes are the cargo that we have to protect, right? Oh, and see, that one just blew up, and it blew yes. me up. Boo. Okay, uh, Karen is calling. All right. No points for that. No, no points, points for, for you. you. No points for you. I I'm trying to add Karen to the group Skype call right now. I don't know if it went if it went through or not. Okay. Now one of the things that I realize is that at some point in time, I'll be smart enough where I can figure out a strategy. Right now I'm playing very just seat of the pants. But you have to move the white boxes around and keep them away from the red bombs. Yeah.
2: Actually the thing, I think the core thing here is you have to watch the fuses on the bombs to see which one's gonna go off next.
0: Ah, yes, because there is, there is an animation. There's kind of a countdown animation as they're starting to.
2: Yeah, because then you know which ones are going to blow up next, and those are the boxes you should concentrate on first. Right,
0: so this one then so every going time to blow the up. color on yeah.
3: the screen flashes, that's a uh, bomb blowing up, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and there's one bomb left. And so it, it's kind of cool, the mechanics here, too, where we can push a stack of things. Um, you can't pull a stack, though, right? When you go to pull, you can only pull one which kind of makes sense. It's kind of hard to pull a stack of anything if they're not connected. So it's like the physics are there. Yeah, and um, trying to do this with the Black Beauty, yes. Is an exercise in challenge, we should say. Okay. That's
2: difficulty level expert.
0: Yes. All right, so we're gonna move these red bombs out of the way.
3: Nice, you can move the bombs also. I didn't realize that, okay.
2: And Rick, I assume the game gets, the fuses go faster and faster, or more bombs are going to go off simultaneously as you progress?
0: Okay, no, because I got close to it and I died. Hey,
4: have you got your Coco 3 yet? Hi, this is Rick Adams, author of Temple of Rom and Shanghai, and you've tuned into Coco Talk, the nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer.
0: Hey guys, Stevie Stroh here, and if you're a fan of vintage computing and retro gaming, you're going to love our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com, featuring hand-drawn custom designs and pixel art by Instagram artist Joel M. Adams. We've got the brand new official Cocoa Talk t-shirt, I'm a Coconut t-shirt, and all kinds of other cool video game and arcade-related artwork. Check out 8bit256.com for all your retro swag needs today. Hey, Karen, welcome to the call. Did Nick Nick Hello. get on the call? He was trying to get on I don't know if Nick called me directly. I didn't see that call. Okay, that's going to be a problem. Okay, I'm there. back. Oh, Rick was gone. Now, Rick is back. Welcome back, Rick. It's <laughs> trying to manage the game and 400 people on a Skype call at once here.
3: So now Rick, do the symbols on the boxes, do that, do they have any significance or are they just symbols?
0: I don't know if you he heard you. Sounds yeah, like I don't.
1: still haven't
3: been. Mar... Yeah, Rick might be having issues. issue I it didn't... sounds, maybe. Yeah, I didn't have, I didn't hear it. I was just wondering, do the, the symbols on the boxes themselves have any kind of significance to gameplay or are they just this
4: is just symbols? Yes. Yes. yes what? The uh, uh, the mm-hmm. circle is worth a medium amount of points, and the plus sign is worth more points,
0: and okay. the square is worth less points. Okay. Okay. So it's like small, medium, and large payoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Okay. And that appeals to the greed of the player
0: that you're going to try to protect your your plus. Right. right. Protect, uh, yeah. I, I am not. Yeah, I'm not able to process that much either. I'm just, like, trying to move crap out of the way. Well,
3: I'm able to watch it as you're playing, so it's a little yeah. bit easier to try to pick out what's going on.
0: Yeah, we can live critique Steve and his idiot
2: decisions as <laughs> which box you're trying to save, so. All right, let's
0: leave, my car- let's leave my career out of this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what, uh, what's the range? Did the the bombs have, like, a random range, or they have a standard range, or how does that work?
4: Uh, I think... Up, down, left, right, uh, they uh, will blow up the square that they occupy and two other squares. And then on the diagonals, I think it's one away.
0: Okay. So
2: you kind of tried to do a circular explosion type
4: thing? Kind of, yeah.
0: Okay, that bomb there looks like he's going down. He's yeah, going he's- down. Ooh. You
4: want to stay away from him? Yeah, get out of the yeah. way. There you
0: go. Let's see if I can do this. Look at that. Pro skills right there. Before the bomb blew. Ooh. I saved the whole stack. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. There we go. So, Get Rick,
2: how, how pleased are you with the result of the game compared to your what the original was like? Like Besides from the one sound routine, is it pretty well dead on what you were expecting?
4: Well, there are lots of subtle little differences. All having to do with tuning. You know, it's like uh, how many boxes are there? How many bombs are there? Uh, how fast do... Uh, the bombs, uh, fuses tick down, uh, how often do they light, uh, and all kinds of little things like that. Those little details, I'm sure, are not the same, they're close, uh, they might, some of them might actually be better in this version than the original version, I don't know. Uh, and as the levels go up, you have more bombs. They go off more often. Uh, there are, uh, I don't think I've seen it happen, but there's supposed to be bombs that show up, like, in the boxes. Uh, you'll have a surprise bomb. You'll you will be toting a box around, and all of a sudden it'll turn into a bomb.
1: I've and seen that. Oh, well. Huh. Yeah, Oh yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen had, that.
0: Good. I've had boxes turn into bombs, yeah. Okay. So, you know,
4: so, uh, how many of those do that? What is the...
0: Frequency of that. All kinds of little. Yeah, you're you're kind of coming and going uh, audibly, Rick. I hear Curtis's keyboard just fine, though.
2: (laughs) You're welcome. I'm adding sound effects since we can't hear them
0: on Skype. That's the ticking of the bomb, actually. That's fine, yeah. (laughs) I like the explosion sound effects. It's very um, 8-bit Atari-ish, you know? Sounds like most of the (laughs) videos have explosions of that era.
2: Now, I have a question on the graphics design of the bombs. Did you purposely make it look like Pac-Man Jr., or was that just an accident?
4: Uh, I have never seen Pac-Man Jr. in my life, so I would have to say 'Cause what it kinda looks like Pac a Man sideways Pac
2: Man Pac-Man with a smiling face with a little top hat, which is kinda what the Pac Man Junior
3: Yeah, I was kinda thinking like. the same yeah. thing
4: actually. <laughs> <laughs> well it's supposed to be like a black like sphere. With the little curly cube on sticking out the, the top.
3: And then I guess the part that looks like a because mouth is just supposed like, to be like a shine on the side of yeah. it or something? OK. Exactly.
4: And that looked a little better in the original than it does in this. So that's that's one thing I didn't get quite as well. It's really difficult to figure out how to do these graphics in uh, uh, composite colors.
0: Because it's really Right, quick. because you're not dealing with actual true pixels and stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you're dealing with like vertical pixels and like up to three or four pixels horizontally subtly changes the shades and
4: Exactly.
3: So was this originally designed for the Coco Three then, or what was the original
4: design? For the Coco One for the Cocoa one and two. Okay. The Coco Three hadn't been invented yet. Well actually it had, but they hadn't told me about
3: it. So then unless I'm and my knowledge on this is is still growing, but growing. I thought that I thought that composite artifacting was something that was on both those machines, right?
4: Oh it is. But with the cocoa three, uh you don't the ah, artifact
0: blown up because they're the the original line. thank you. My children just handed me cinnamon rolls. That's awesome. You're gonna <laughs> share with the rest of us, right? Yes, everybody. Take you, a digital, dad, you upload those. Take a digital sniff of these here. <laughs> so yeah. Can, can, can um, you put it
2: up on the food FTP site? I guess it <laughs> yeah. stands
0: for food transfer
2: protocol. The food
0: transfer protocol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, here's what I want to try to do. I'm going to try to do a two-player version here and see. Now we can see two different scoreboards here too. You
3: okay. By yourself, two people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One for each of my personalities. Well, Drencore's not Oh, so here, they're so not...
3: Okay, I thought they were going to be on the screen at the same time, but they're not, it's nah. like the old-school game where you do one at a time. Okay, I got it. Yeah,
0: take turns. Yeah, since David Ladd, a.k.a. Paco Atakte, a.k.a. Drencore, is not here, I'll the role of m- multiple personalities today will be played by me, so...
2: <laughs> I haven't tried it on two players. Does, do you complete a level, then it's the other player's turn, or does one player play until they
0: die? Yes. Oh, one player plays until he dies. I think. Okay, that was pretty typical. Okay. He's. Oh crap! See that one just turned into a bomb. Yep. Yep. Hmm. And he's been rescued.
4: I added that feature while I was on my vacation. I was I was sitting in a hotel in Wyoming. Nice.
2: Now, was that original feature as well? Uh, yes. Okay. And and to be honest, what else are you gonna do in Wyoming? <laughs> yeah, why were you vacationing in Wyoming? <laughs> uh,
4: well, long story, actually. Uh, we, we flew to Oregon, where my mom is, and she also had in storage uh, my wife's family's china and so the, the crazy idea was uh, that we were gonna fly into Oregon, uh, visit with my mom for a week and then pack up the china in the back of a rental car and drive all the way across the country and show up in Minnesota with you know and that way we wouldn't break the china and we would get like a nice road trip out of it. Only my mom decided to give us her car. Because she decided that you know she, she can't drive anymore because she's like eighty-eight. So This
0: is planned suicide right here. Watch this. Four <laughs> bombs at once. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Okay. I'm
2: beginning to understand why you suck at a lot of games.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
2: I meant oh. to do that. You're also gonna be the foil today since David isn't here, just
0: in case you didn't know. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, i got to take one for the team.
2: I'll do it next week.
0: Yeah, so this is me. Oh, that one's going to blow. I just can't do it, Captain. I don't have the better. Um, All right, so, oh, he just turned. Did he turn? All right, let's get you away. His wick is not blowing up there yet. Okay, get me away now. Okay, so this is me testing player two right now. So oh. as soon as these bombs blow up, I should get some points on the board for player two. So I want to just test the two players here. Mm-hmm. There and we go. And you may find bugs. There we go. Oh, player two's got more points already. <laughs> my, other, my other personality is much better.
1: <laughs> does player two play on the same screen or does it get their own screen?
0: It's their own same screen. screen. Well, when you oh, go sorry, screen. yeah. It's a it's a different it's a different warehouse full of, of uh, boxes though.
1: So then, like, identical warehouse though, right?
0: Yes. Identical warehouse, but a different random arrangement of cargo, right?
3: Right. So then, Rick, how do you how does the difficulty progress or change or how does that work in the game?
4: Um, uh, that's another tuning sort of issue. Uh, it goes. Yeah, there's more bombs, faster, you know, nastier sort of stuff. And it goes, it ramps up till you're, you're about level, I think, 8 or 10. And then it just plateaus.
3: I mean, since Stevie's playing, we'll never see that. But I was just wondering how <laughs> it was. <would, like. laughs>
0: wow, I'm getting the Drencore treatment already. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, Curtis called it, so, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, once you open the door to multiple personalities, you know, and anything's <laughs> fair game. You oh. blew up real good. Blew it up real good.
0: I like it. It's fun. Crap, I'm screwing things up here, big yeah, time. Yeah, it does. It. Look good, right?
2: <laughs> now, Rick, All have right, you decided how you're distributing it yet, or is that still in flux? Uh, it's still in flux. All
0: right. So, player two had a good run. We're going back to player one. Okay.
3: So you're going to consider um, releasing the source code as well?
0: I've
4: thought about that. Uh, people have talked me out of that. Uh, maybe somebody could talk me back into that. I mean, it's it's sort of a balance between uh, making money and having fun, right? You know. Well, I always I always
3: so, thought. Sorry, go ahead.
4: Yeah, it's for for maximum money you would just lock it away and you put it in copy protection and all this crap you know and then for maximum fun you know i just put the source code right out there to it you know that would be maximum right. fun for me well my, my so thought like, on
3: it was my thought on it was you know you release it or you uh sell it for a you know a time period whatever seems reasonable and then release it after that but i, I don't mm-hmm. know i just thought it would be a good as a you know a community thing if more of the source code got released so that people can learn from it I guess is what my my thought right.
4: was so and there are certain people that I have given the source code to you know it's people that I know people that I dealt with quite a bit at Coco Fest and who are super duper you know coders right and it's like you know help me with this you know here here's the source some people I would you know give a part of the source to you know, it's like here's the sound routine, it sucks, please help me make it better. And uh, and then other people, you know, for more, you know, persistent problems, uh, like I had a random crash that was happening. Uh, for those people,
0: you know, I would just give them the whole thing. So the well, uh, one a, of the earlier ones you thought was a memory leak or something, right? And Bill yeah, Bill discovered yes. it to be something else. Uh, uh, I think it was Bill and Curtis. Yeah, that was the IRQ yeah. one. Wasn't yeah, it, it was. It was the IRQ
4: yeah. one. Yet. Yeah. Yep. Okay, he has all the white boxes stacked quite neatly. Unfortunately, if any of them turn to a bomb, he's
0: screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you if you really want to, you could get creative and make all kinds of patterns here too with your uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. your box manipulation. Hey, John Linville's here.
6: Greetings, YouTubers. Atari Leaf here, and you're listening to Coco Talk.
0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's me, it's original gamer Stevie Stroh. You know, gameplay goodness. To get your very own gameplay goodness DVDs featuring color computer games played by the original gamer Stevie Stroh, visit 8bit256.com and grab yourself a Coco Gaming DVD today. That's 8bit256.com for all of your gameplay goodness needs.
1: You know, gameplay
5: goodness. This is how like gameplay goodness.
4: Well, somebody yeah, not... at Cocoa Fest had a whole bunch of ideas. They were just like sort of pre-associating and coming up with ideas for making the game better. Was that it was... Alan? Uh, it might have been. Uh, it was like stuff like, uh, uh, it might have been Alan and it might have been somebody else. Uh, the ideas like, make certain squares on the board be double points. So if you get the boxes within that area, so it's sort of like Scrabble, you know, three times word score sort of a deal. So that was okay, kind of right, ran ran ran. I think I kind of need, uh, you know, where it puts player one and then it sweeps it away. I kind of need one for game over at the end of the game, I think. When a player is dead, you know, dead, 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 is three lives are gone.
2: I was also wondering, like, you were mentioning, like, you know, it ramps up at certain levels and at certain levels, certain things kick in. But I, you don't have the level displayed on the screen, do you? No, I don't. So that might be something to have room for it. You know? Yeah, that
3: yeah. would be that would be helpful too, is, and kind of give you the uh, That's true the, the progression feel. You know, especially with
4: Plus two the, players, you go bragging you know, rights farther. And, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep, bragging, bragging rights and you know, and and screenshots show the community. You know, hey, I got to level 17. Yeah, yeah, true. And for Steve's decides- version you
2: only need one digit,
0: so you'd be fine. <laughs> wow. This is great. So this is what it feels like to be Curtis and Dave no <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, he just died. Yeah, there okay. we go. That was cool. So I tested uh, two players on it, too. Yeah, it seems to work out pretty right, good. good. Okay, so first last in the uh, chat says, do you want to laugh? I have logo on a cartridge. <laughs> oh, and then Glenn, Glenn Hewlett says, maybe you should show how many lives you have left.
3: Yeah, I, I guess it depends how much uh, Rick wants to put into to uh, either making a version right. two or whatever you want to do with it, but there's certainly things that you could do that make it uh, would improve it. Yeah.
0: Right. So that, so that gets into, you know, like you say, well, like Rick said before, it's time to, um, to release the product. You know, if, if this is how it was when it was originally developed, you know, you feature creep can set in and wish lists can set in and everybody, you know, I, I, I had a couple of questions and suggestions too, but I also understand, um, you know what, it's it's his baby, and he he wants to do it how he wants to do it, too. So, um, And his original I, goal was to
2: recreate the original game. So, to recreate I mean, there's version one right. where, you know, this is the way it was back in 1984, and then you could do a version two where you can start adding some extra suggestions and, you know, some other improvements on gameplay from testing, because, I mean, that's what he would have done if he probably had been with Tandy. If they'd made suggestions, he
4: would have added those, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the one thing I... Uh, yeah, the two things I badly want are, you know, just p- to be stubborn, to get that original scoring sound back, mm-hmm. uh, and then also uh, it really badly is screaming for, it needs a Cocoa 3 mode, where you can set the palettes, you know, to the right colors, and you can make it look nicer, you know, so you don't have to use the artifact in colors, so those are the two things I'd really like to be able to do.
2: Okay, so when you're talking Cocoa 3 mode, you're meaning just supporting an RGB palette, you're not talking about redoing it in higher res or 16 colors or something, right?
0: Correct. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's fun. It's definitely fun. And I can see how, you know, you get two people going. At least the one thing you have to compete with is the scoreboard. But, yeah, it would be interesting, Mm -hmm. too, to maybe see what level number you made it to. Right. It plays well. So, probably, actually, I would rather not put,
4: um, I kind of like the the (laughs) bottom screen to be clean and just have the two numbers so really yeah. when you uh start a game it says player one or player two and then it sweeps it away i would probably want to put a second line of text there that there says you, you know level yeah. level 17 yeah would, so, and, that then that there, totally and then and then totally be doing
3: yeah and then you know whenever the level clears and like you said the next time it would say level you know two three whatever that way you can, yeah yeah
2: it'd be pretty cool yeah yeah, and yeah, you could totally, even have that yeah, on your I, high score screen, too, if you wanted to, too. Like, you got this
4: score and you were on level whatever.
1: You uh-huh. might want to know the number of lift trucks you have left, too. <laughs> well, that's on the screen.
4: When it wipes away the, the player one, there's one, two, or three trucks ah. over on the left.
0: Ah, okay, so that is on there. Uh, I didn't and, realize what that was. I saw
3: that and wasn't quite sure what that was yeah. displaying. Okay. And by the way, a, a,
0: a few chats ago, John Linville also chimed in and says, I would love to help get this available on cartridge, in a box, etc. Send me an email. So there you go. <laughs> right. the, the offer has been made. And yeah, and definitely put me down for a cartridge sale as well as a digital edition. And um, if you right. have assigned, assigned source code floppy or uh, expired laptop hard drive that the original source code or <laughs> <wasn't> anything <laughs> like that. So <laughs> <laughs> let let the auctions begin <laughs> Do I hear $5? <laughs> and, and I have sent uh, the game itself out to quite
4: a few people I would say a handful of people uh, Mainly people that I met at Coco Fest And nobody's really done anything with that Other than Stevie So It looks good I've just been too busy, sorry <laughs> uh, That's fine now you're busy with work, which I totally understand. And fortunately, yeah. my life isn't like that right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I did I did help you with that that IRQ routine, so I I felt like I contributed oh, absolutely. The day.
4: <laughs> and I would have never solved that on my own, so I'm very happy and thankful about
0: that. Right. So how long has this been? Has it been maybe six months? A little less than six months from recreation yeah. to today. I think that's it.
4: Yeah. And how long did it take you the first time around? I don't remember. Maybe a month. I don't know. Hey, Steve, it looks
3: like some people are asking what the name of the game is, Bomb Threat. Oh, yeah. there I see
0: you. Yeah, Bosco just chimed in saying, always great to see new games. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, what's the RAM requirement? News old work? games. Yeah. Will, <laughs> this, <laughs> will this work on a 4K Cocoa or what's the... Um... Well, the program itself is a little more than 4K. Okay, um, so at least a 16K Cocoa.
4: Yeah, and the high-res mode would require
0: yeah. 16K too, so... Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, it's possible that... You know, it's like, uh, it's possible I could make the game smaller because, you know, it's been quite a few years since I've done uh, uh, programming uh, on a color computer. Uh, it's not position independent, and I really would prefer that it was position independent. Uh, so I need to learn more about how I used to do that. Okay. Uh, I can get lots of clues from uh, how I programmed uh, Shanghai because that was position independent, which surprised a few people and disappointed a few others, like <laughs> pirates that were like right. really <laughs> looking forward to cracking my copy protection. And then they were right, deeply right. disappointed
0: to find out there wasn't any. Right. So a P Mode 4 screen is 6K by itself, yeah. just a graphic screen. So there's no way it would work on a 4K mm-hmm. machine. Right. It no, well, requires 16K. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Now does it require 32k with the code and the graphics? Oh no, you're not you're not double buffering anything are you? I'm not double you? buffering. No, yeah, so 16k it should be able to run I would guess.
4: Yeah. Whether in yeah. cartridge or disk or cassette or whatever. Although nowadays you just fire up your emulator and it's like uh, how much memory do you have? Well, I don't know how much memory do you want, you know? Right. Oh, you right. want 15 gig? Okay, great.
2: 18 One. 8 meg fill it up
0: Let me see how badly I can bloat this code. (laughs) Really? No, he's going
1: the dark side. All
0: right, Nick Marentis is here. How are you, Nick? Good day. Good day. What do you think of the world? Was not done in OS nine,
4: so you should be okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that one probably could be ported pretty easily.
4: Well, not as easily now because it's not very uh, 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 it's not very position independent.
2: Yeah, well, from what I looked at the code, it was mostly just you had a launch of JSRs and um, jumps, which you could just change to long branches, yeah. long branched subroutines, so it
0: wouldn't be too hard to fix up. Yep. So says Curtis.
2: <laughs> well, we ported, um, what the heck was the heck it called? It? Zero Gravity, one of the ChromaSet machine language games. One of the guys up here in Saskatoon ported it, and it only took him like two weeks. And he'd never touched OS9 oh, semi Language before and he had it fully up and running with you know the sound effects and everything else in level one, so
0: Well, I feel like playing the game again. It's a it's a good <laughs> So, for other Rick, uh, other than um, you
2: know, some of the patches you want to do for Coco 3 and, and tweaking the sound routines, etc., and and possibly maybe later on doing a, a you know, a heightened version with some extra things, do you have any other projects that, you, that you're thinking of doing? Like maybe, maybe a Coco 3 only game using high res or
4: I've been thinking about that, I don't really know. Uh, I have some vague ideas, but uh, I like doing. Um, like, Temple of Rom was sort of an exploration game, and I kind of like that aspect of things. So I'm trying to think of some sort of uh, project that would sort of uh, tickle that itch, uh, but nothing really uh, specific is, is coming to mind. OK. Whatever it is, uh, I'm I'm gonna develop Oh, yeah. Development on the Color Computer right now is really super easy. It does like the old days. That Oop, one,
5: that
2: one just just turned, turned so on. Yep, that one just turned on you. yep. Yeah, it's a lot faster with the cross-development tools. And Nick and I are too stupid to use those, so we just do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you guys are foreigners, too. So you guys <laughs> They always do things backwards in the third and fourth worlds. Maybe,
3: maybe they don't get that on the internet <laughs> up there. <I'm>, yeah.
2: <laughs> or down there. <laughs> I don't know, Tess is just cheating.
0: <laughs> oh wow, Probably that's a be- whole whole row of bombs here. hmm And it just kind of works out totally that when an accident. When he pushes a whole bunch of stuff, it does sound like the engine's working harder too, because the cocoa's working harder, you know? <laughs> right. That actually is completely artificial. I don't know how
4: I did the sound originally, um, but it was like totally, uh, somehow I had had the sound in a loop that went slower the more uh, things you were pushing. So it just sort of automatically, when I first heard that it, it do that, I thought, oh, I gotta fix that. And then I thought, well, why? You know, it's just working harder because it's pushing more boxes. Right. So it, it actually made sense. So, but when I did this version, no matter where I put it in the loops, uh, it didn't do that, it was always the same sound. So I had to actually go and count how many things you're pushing and shift the pitch, push the shift, uh, rather, uh, change the pitch of the sound based on how many things you're pushing. I had to actually do it, you know, algorithmically. Ah. rather than it sort of happened organically in the original. You must right.
2: have had it tied to your graphics drawing loop or something then, so the more graphics it yes.
4: drew, the slower it you know, refluxed. Right. And I tried to replicate that because I figured that was what was happening. But no matter where I put it, it just wouldn't do it. So
2: you, You've gotten too efficient at programming. you optimize too optimized now. So you, yeah, Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> right. The truth is out there. I want to believe. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a fun little game. It really is. I'm disappointed so, Tandy did not pick it up. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Rick's a little disappointed too financially that it <laughs> it didn't sell back in you the know, days when this, this would all get published today. Yeah. So, you know, if
4: I wanted maximum money, I would lock it away. So I want some sort of balance between the two, and then the additional complication is that I suck at business, you know. So, and from what I'm told, you know, if I go for maximum money, really I'm going to get, you know, uh, probably $900, something like that, enough for a nice, you know, weekend at, uh, at Duluth. Yeah, so that'd be nice, but, right. uh, or, uh, but it's not like order, we're talking an, about an order for two Star bucks. Like <laughs> right? Oh, that was that was Delphi turn. Uh, yeah, that shareware thing more...
1: never did work too well.
4: <laughs> yeah, so uh, so it's not like my uh, my chalet on the and the Swiss Alps is, is at stake, you know.
2: I just had a thought here, Uh, one way you might be able to do it along the source code thing is you could charge, you know, whatever your regular fee is for the game and then maybe add five bucks if you want the source code with it. Because not everybody's going to want the source code, not everybody's a programmer. So they would touch it anyway, and that way you could, you know, have the source code out to the people that want to fiddle with it right off the bat. And you
4: make a little bit Mm -hmm. of extra
2: money while you're at it.
4: Right. Now, in the old days, uh, uh, if you did that... Somebody would take the source code and they would just put it on a website and it would be gone. Right. Or BBS. Now, nowadays, nowadays, you know, the the community is much smaller and there's a lot more love, you know. Uh, so that wouldn't necessarily be as true. It would still happen, right? But it wouldn't, you know, it well, wouldn't like be you, completely <clears throat> ridiculous.
3: It's like you said. It's you know the the amount of um, you know. Money you you might make on this is not that um, dramatic. That the source code getting out there would be a huge deal anyway. But
2: and I think we're also we're not dealing with a bunch of teenage kids that you know can't really afford anything and had to pirate if they ever wanted to play games because like forty bucks a cartridge when you're that takes you three months on a paper to save up type thing. That's yeah. Now we're now all out is. of you know, jobs, or you're even retired in some cases, and
0: mm. now it's not such a big deal to, to pay for it. Right. The one benefit of the retro hobby is that most of the people in it can actually afford it now. Yeah. <laughs> irony. Just make sure you charge
2: uh, Steve uh, extra for this the, the cheat pokes to get extra men, which he'll need, so.
6: Hey, everybody, this is Bill Noble. Co-author of Nitrous Nine, you
0: are listening to Coco Talk Live, the leading live Coco Talk Show. Hey guys, Original Gamer Stevie Stroh here, and if you're listening to Cocoa Talk, chances are you're interested in the Color Computer. If you'd like to find out more about the Color Computer, then visit my Cocoa Links page at imacoconut.com. There you will find communities, podcasts, YouTube channels, project sites, blog sites, hardware, software, buy, sell, trade, you name it. So for all things Color Computer, visit imacoconut.com. That's I-M-A, coconut.com. Dot com and tell them the original gamer Stevie Stro sent you. Well, he's well, going mean, to need a lot of them. I, I I think I think there is a market for like a di- multiple like a, a digital deluxe cuz if you think about it now even when you go to buy movies you can buy just the DVD or you can buy the Blu-ray deluxe edition that comes with like extra content and deleted scenes and stuff. So, people like sometimes the the idea of the value added getting something more than just the movie. Um, if somebody's a collector, uh you You know, I would be happy to buy the floppy version and the cartridge version and the digital version and, you know, if there was like a super bundle package where you could get a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. uh, it would be nice if if some people considered doing something like that too for the people who do want to pay for it um, and want to because it's really like you say nobody's going to get rich here it's really more about the gesture and if you spent the time and energy Mm -hmm. working on this I want to show the gesture of you know doing what I can to help do my thank you by sending you a couple bucks you know Mm -hmm. and when people talk about this game and they say oh man Man, I can't wait to see this game.
4: You know. Oh, I can't wait for it to be released so I can get my hands on it and I can play it. That makes me feel really good. Right, right, now, right, right. So there there's a... Now Shanghai, I wanna point out something about Shanghai, which is I've gotten all the money that I'm gonna get out of Shanghai. Uh so we read those uh, Shanghai disks, the source disks, and there's like about four or five of those that show the game in, in various stages of development. And we read off all the data off of those, and then we took the disks and we auctioned them off at Cocoa Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I have a zip file full of all of that data, and really, I'm going to be throwing that out in the wild, you know, at, uh, fairly soon. Because, you know, the only people that are going to be interested in that are people that just sort of, you know, are are color computer assembler programmers, and you know, they would like to see what it looks like, right? You know, and that would be fun. So you know, and then it has it has some fun little things in there. Like some of the comments are kind of snarky, like uh, <laughs> like when. Uh, Uh, I thought it was at the very very last uh, second that uh, Tandy decided to completely change the color set on me but it turns out when I look at it that uh, uh, it was actually you know a bit earlier than that because I had more time to react to it than I thought Uh, because in the the comments of the source you can see where I first put in the, the new color set and a couple of comments Snarky about it. Uh, it was uh, on their color set. Uh, I had the, the the comment amazing, which basically means it's amazing that you're making me do this crazy stupid <laughs> thing. That's basically <laughs> what I meant by that. Right. And then on on my and then I took the original color set and I had it be a hidden color set, as you probably know. Yeah. And the comments for that color set are better. <laughs> better. So better than amazing. <laughs> Better than yes. amazing. Yes. Your your color set is amazingly stupid, is what I was meaning to say. <laughs> I can't remember what other little snarky comments I had in there. That was kind of fun.
6: <laughs> well, there was a few. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I was thinking, too, like when you release the source, if you want to go real old school, you should send them a line printer copy of it.
4: <laughs> uh, on fan-folded nice. paper.
2: On a DMP100 with the uppercase and lowercase shift up on down. Hey, you're getting up
4: into the upper levels here.
0: What happened? You got better.
2: Yeah, it looks like it. That's because he's not talking.
0: <laughs> I'm yeah. listening. I'm listening to Curtis run his mouth, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> it's nice to know my, my voice is so inspiring.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, I got slopes. There he goes. We distracted him. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's, he's a single tasker. That's why he doesn't like OS9.
0: Yeah. It's fun, though. It's a fun little <laughs> game. I like it a lot. Okay. Terrific. I'm looking David forward Mitchell. to actually getting some time to play it. <laughs> Right, 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 right. And there so is one do person
4: you... who said that there is one person that said that they really wanted to play the game and I didn't know really know how to get a hold of them, so I sent them a friend request on Facebook. And they have not answered that friend request. So they're not getting a copy. Ah. So if you have a friend request from me that's you know, hanging fire,
0: <laughs> you might want to pay attention. There you go. So did you do any blogging with this too, or is this just you just were working on it? I was just working on it.
4: Yeah. I have, a, I have a blog for it, but I haven't, like, even figured out which WordPress theme I want to use, and I, I hate them all. So, so far, <laughs> yeah. that's not getting very far. Yeah. And really, it's, like, pretty much all over now, so it's almost like, why should I do a blog?
0: Right. That's neat. That's really neat. If you, you do end up doing a version
3: you might blog that. Yeah, or you could do, like, a post-mortem of things that, you, you know, you figured out or right. what was different, and that kind of, that'd kind of be interesting to read, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Or Steve Gameplay Strategy Blog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll, I'll let you know how that's working out. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, yeah, that that was it, man. That was the world premiere of Bomb Threat, and uh, pretty exciting stuff. Another brand new game, brand new old game for the. Yeah, year.
2: <laughs> yeah that's what
0: uh, the Wendy would have
2: said. Yeah. yeah, over thirty years in the making.
0: Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is almost like uh, speaking of that. That was what Bruce, you know, Bruce Moore's uh, project. Working on um force of Doom or? On, on his force of Doom. He was saying he was going to try to come in today and give us a uh, an announcement. No, we didn't see. We haven't seen Bruce yet. So, um, cool, cool, cool stuff. Yeah, he's feature freezing it now, so it's just more bug tweaks and stuff. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's that has to become necessary, right, to get something finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you ever want to actually put it out there, yeah, yeah. Do right. Very cool very cool well yeah I'm definitely looking forward to getting the um, the physical <laughs> copies of these when they're ready oh yeah he says rich. <laughs> he needs gas money for his Mercedes uh, James <laughs> Ross just chimed in hey James how are you James says he's been watching for 15 minutes now and it's a nice game that it is That it is. so yeah so last week we talked about um, doing an os 9 expose which we which I still want to do Um You know, and uh, unfortunately for most of us, we have had hectic weeks. So, uh, you know, for me, before I wanted to try to unveil OS 9, I need to get it installed and play with it a little bit, too. So I kind of understand it. I think Um, Nick
2: volunteered to help you with that. so.
0: (laughs) So possibly by next week, if I get a chance to get some stuff loaded up and looked at, I want to have a little bit of familiarity with it. To show it off, and of course now my Coco three just died, so I've got a project to try to get my Coco's working again.
6: Um, See, I think this is just uh, Steve just trying to pass the ball down to uh, a few months away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I, I mean I like my Coco three, and I was planning on bringing one to Tandy Assembly, so I need. You know, I need to be able to show off, uh, you know, DK Remix and Pac-Man and everything else on a Coco 3 to Popstar Pilot. So we got to have a machine going. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what happened to it. Like, did you, Were you just turning it on or were you like... Yeah, well, yeah, it, it was on it? Or, it was on earlier today because I recorded the promo video on it. And then I went to turn it on and off again. And the screen just wigged out on it. And the screen doesn't come all the way up. The screen looks like random characters and semi-graphics. And even when I pull the cartridge out, it still does that. So, yeah. Um, if you control it, reset. Does it? I don't know. No, oh, I didn't yeah. try that. I just I tried it three times. It didn't work, and I had to move on to get ready for this. So. Um, it's yeah.
6: probably a bad CPU. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh yeah. I mean. Well, anybody. Because if a gimme was bad,
6: it probably wouldn't even be displaying garbage.
5: So.
0: <laughs> hey, I got plenty of sixty-three zero nines. I'll, I'll yeah. se- No, I'll, I'll I'll send you one. Send me two because like? I've got two. I've got two five twelve k cocos that are yeah. having issues. So and you should get nice the protector from Cloud socketed. Nine too. <laughs> what was that? Two people talking at once there. Do you have that socketed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has to be socketed for the sixty three hundred nine. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So.
2: But I yeah, would say get the protector uh, card from uh, Cloud Nine because that'll protect the CPU for a lot of things that blow it up.
0: Okay.
6: Man, I yes. think Cloud Nine's going to be busy.
0: <laughs> yeah. i gotta put but in yeah, my orders are. early yeah
2: but yeah, no it'll me, if you send me your address
0: i'll uh, i'll send uh two two uh, cpus out to you uh today okay great we'll do we will do all right well what else do we want to talk about today boys and girls how about we do this let's take a look at tandy assembly shall we
6: tandy assembly would like to thank our sponsor coco talk Coco Talk is the nation's leading live talk show about the Tandy Color Computer, airing live each week on YouTube, with video and audio replays available. Join Coco Talk to discuss community projects, hardware and software, interviews, reviews, demos, and tutorials. For more details about Coco Talk, visit CocoTalk.live. Thank you to Coco Talk for being a Tandy Assembly sponsor. You've been hearing about Tandy Assembly. All Radio Shack and Tandy computer models under one roof. It's happening October 7th and 8th in Chillicothe, Ohio. Don't miss our guest speakers, including Don French of TRS-80 fame, game designer Lance Miklis, and Scott Adams of Adventure International make your reservations today call 800-542-7919 and ask for the special room rate for tandy assembly but hurry the rates are only good through september 5th tandy assembly some assembly is required hi i'm mike rowan one of the organizers of tandy assembly we look forward to seeing everyone in Chillicothe, ohio I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about one of the great events at Tandy Assembly. That's the No Minimum Bid Auction. First, all of the auction items are donated. All proceeds from the auction will go toward the cost of the event. The auction is a great opportunity to get some big bargains on unusual vintage computer items. It's also a great deal of fun to see people, sometimes best friends, trying to outbid each other. We certainly hope you'll join in the fun at Tandy Assembly. As I said before, all of the auction items are donated. If you have any items or duplicates in your collection that you are willing to donate to the auction, we would certainly appreciate your donations. Just bring them to Tandy Assembly or contact us through our webpage, www.tandyassembly.com. Thanks, and we look forward to a great time with everyone at
0: Tandy Assembly. Um, Let's see what the latest is from Tandy Assembly. And, uh, for example. When we look at our exhibitors page now, one of the new announcements that just came out was that Ian Maverick is coming down. If you guys are not familiar with Ian Maverick, he's part of the Trash Talkers podcast. He's in Australia, and he makes a lot of cool TRS-80 hardware, right? What does he make? Like floppy drive emulators and all kinds of other kits and stuff you can do. Um, I, I don't even remember them all, but he, he he's kind of like the Ed Snyder for the Model 1, 3, and 4s. So he makes all kinds of cool hardware and, and kits and stuff. And so he will be adjoining... Um, Tandy assembly. So we are definitely starting to assemble an international audience here. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Cloud Nine is going to be there. So that's always good. Um, Randy Kindig from the uh, from Floppy Days and Trash Talkers is going to be there. Uh, and Retro Innovations. That's our friend Jim Brain. Does Coco Products. Peter Satinsky from Trash Talkers. Richard Lorbieski from San Antonio, Texas. Eeehaw! All right. <laughs> Um, Howdy, partners. <laughs> the stars at night are shining bright deep in the heart of Texas. All right. Oh, so. <laughs> oh we don't do that. Uh, I was just trying to find the mute button there. I didn't hit it. fast. <laughs> <enough. laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes from Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of cool. Tandy Assembly is shaping up. Do we have any more um Speakers discussed and we still have our three, our three big wigs speaking right now. So that's good What is new and exciting going on in the Facebook group right now? Let's take a look at that see if we missed anything going on in Facebook this week uh, Okay, there we go bomb threat. There's Rick showing off the original YouTube video It's probably worth watching the original YouTube video again, too So this is the original YouTube video of the original bomb threat right here. Oh, yeah Sounds are a little bit different
4: the sound of the tractor, I think, is better in the new one than the original. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the bombs look slightly different, but they look good. Yeah, I like the new one actually a little bit better, to be honest. Yeah. The explosion sounds are about the same. Yeah, see, I just saw a bomb change there, too. A cargo turned into a bomb and you just blew up. Yeah. Yeah, player one. Okay.
2: And Rick, your original version, was that meant to be for cartridge?
5: Yes.
0: And you can see you can see the fuses counting down on these guys too I'm going to um, I'm going to copy that link and put that link into the chat here too so if anybody watching this wants to um, catch on to that there's the link to his video oh, John Linville says still looking for hobbyist speakers well John I had I had offered you know, before you even got got your stuff together, the, I'd be happy to do a. I've learned from Curtis that it's real easy to talk about nothing on, for on hours at end. So. <laughs> I'm an
2: expert at that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's the sound there. It almost sounds like a laser beam when you're scoring there. Yep. Yeah, I, I noticed a difference in the sound there somebody were to write a routine that makes that sound and Mm -hmm. send it to me what would you get
4: well nothing actually but but i'd be really grateful (laughs) they'll get a public shout out on the show you would uh your name would go into source code right because some of the some of the sound routines in shanghai
0: were written by other people and their names are in the source I mean, how hard would it be to just take this recording and digitize the sound from that? Oh, not that hard, but it would be wrong. Um, Why would it be wrong. <laughs> It'd also take a lot more
2: memory than the original routine probably took. Oh, because you had generated. Yeah, You have to it. keep all the samples. Yeah, yeah. I, think I mean, I guess you could do that, that to figure out what the waveform
4: looks like and then try to duplicate it in software afterwards. Well, it's pretty obvious that it's a... Uh, it's a descending pitch, there's no attack, there's no decay, and there's no amplitude change. So it's just, you know, it's, it should be pretty simple, but uh, I keep trying to write that routine, and it keeps not happening. Sick, any thoughts? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe I should just throw a smile. Now.
1: <laughs> Well, I mean... It- Okay, so
0: technical, Nick. So to me, it looks like you have basically recreated the game with just minor, minor subtle differences in some of the audio. Oh, yeah.
4: And in the gameplay. Yeah, I love this picture There's here. just know I can get that exactly the same. Now, John Lindfield's saying that if
2: you have the Farfall cartridge, compare the high score sound to the bomb thread sound in questions because he says that his is pretty close. Oh,
0: okay. Well, let's take a look at that. Let's see what I can do here. Uh, cartridge, cartridge one, mount file. And if somebody writes that routine for me, well, they also
4: get bragging rights. But right, anybody, right, that's, right. anybody that's smart enough to write that routine probably has plenty to brag about already.
0: Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, well, I'm having a hard time figuring out how to do that in MAME right now. So uh, I can't get Farfall okay. going in MAME at the moment. What do you got to do to Let's get, get a cartridge going? I've got a cartridge installed. Farfall CCC is mounted here. And then, is it a hard reset? Yeah, try that. If that doesn't work, you can try manually executing it too. As okay, what's what's the address to do that? Uh, Exec
2: and amp- ampersand h c 0 How many zeros?
4: Three.
0: Three. Yeah. There we go. He has that just on the top of his head. All right. So tell me anyway, if you tell me if you guys can see this. Uh, I'm getting and there. Then, okay. So do you see far? There we got it.
4: Yep. yep. So beautiful. Right.
0: Now let me see if I can share sound again so you guys can hear it. Alright, so what sound did John say is going to be the one? High score... Uh, uh, High (laughs) score sound and Bomb Threat.
2: It's a good thing that uh, Firefall starts over with score zero, otherwise Steve would never be able to hear that.
3: I was was going (laughs) to say.
0: (laughs)
2: Alright,
0: let's try this again. I love the music. (laughs) <laughs> this is how we play the far fall game. How many points do we need to get to get a high score? You already got it. I Already got it? Right. You already. Yep, you already have it. Alright, let's burn baby, burn. uh close you guys hear that yeah yeah mine is more pure that one yeah sort of modulated a bit it's it is similar in the kind of a rise and fall in the sound huh? my sound that might be a good base pop-up. though yeah
4: it's just ridiculous I I ought to be able to write the dang thing but I just don't seem to be able to figure it out I keep writing all these sound routines that make no sound whatsoever
0: (laughs) so they're just routines (laughs) yeah They're they're well commented though they're they're, they're silence routines. Have you heard my latest yes. silence routine? <laughs> it's absolutely silent. You should hear the purity of the silence. It almost sounds like birds Hello, chirping. Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> that is something else. Oh, so John says the rough sound is from it not constantly making sound. So it's. Uh-huh.
5: Sure. Hi, this is Dale Lear. TRS 80 Color Baseball. And you're listening to Coco Talk.
0: Hey guys, original gamer Stevie Stro here. And when you're done with Coco Talk, if you gotta have more cowbell, then head on over to my YouTube channel for your share of gameplay goodness. There you will find over 1,300 family-friendly gameplay videos, everything from the old school to the next gen, and over 200 color computer gameplay videos, as well as interviews and replays of Coco Talk. So if you need your share of gameplay goodness, then check out the original gamer Stevie Stro on YouTube at YouTube.com slash yeah that makes sense and there you go <sighs> that's, that's something there all right so tandy okay. assembly is definitely shaping up that's looking good um, wh- anything big and exciting going on in the uh, mailing list this week that you guys can recall? it's pretty quiet this weekend. Oh, well. Speaking of that, but we're going to save this. I don't want to steal the thunder. Well, there is. There's one topic, and I'll just says John's here. And John, if you want to call us on Skype, you just call me on Skype. Um, call me directly, and I can add you to the call. So where is it? I'm gonna I'm gonna share this, and and all we're gonna do is we're gonna throw this out there, but we'll reserve comment. We'll let Mister Linville himself comment on this. But if you recall there is one topic on here and I love I love this is this is the heading of the email Linville's ramblings on assembly versus <laughs> machine code <So>. <laughs> <laughs> the ramblings of a madman what is this heresy you say of yeah. assembly versus machine code so it's amazing what gets the mailing list worked up look how many freaking replies we have to this thing so far so um, now I will say because I don't fully understand assembly. I've just been really, I've been reading a lot of this and I'm actually picking up and learning little tiny things. Um, so it has not been a complete exercise in futility. Um, some people are actually giving really good examples of how if you uh, look at the machine code and look at the byte values, I don't yeah. know, they're, they're saying it better than I can say it. I, I, I kind of see the strengths and weaknesses of them both. Um, but I, it's just amazing to me what will get this list going. Um, oh, it's eighty nine. Where, whereas when okay? I posted when I posted today, okay that, over there, who's Rick sorry. talking to? Yeah, so, so when I post about Coco Talk, I get zero replies. But when uh, somebody wants to comment on John Linville's ramblings, we get ninety nine point nine replies on that. So. Uh, <laughs> very interesting what gets people work up yes and, and john said john he's saving said. these response for the podcast right. so yes well, and, and that's
4: why i figured we should
0: probably too uh, I, Let's, I am but i'm not I, i've got
4: myself muted right now
0: no you're not muted you're not muted rick <laughs> oh so that's okay So i'm not okay yeah put me down for four shares of that too so <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, get my stockbroker on the phone um yeah, so I so that so that was one of the yeah, hot that, topics today. It's that stupid was... Stevie again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a lame player that guy is. Yes. Okay. So that that if anything, that was the hot topic um, this week on the mailing list was Linville's ramblings. So um, we will definitely wait for the next episode of the Coco Crew podcast for the rebuttal there. That should well, be. Well, I guess the uh, the good side of
3: that is that people are. Actually actually watching the uh
0: listening cocoa to the Talk. podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. now I, I will say here mateo because this is again talking about full circle so Matteo has been mentioned on the podcast that he's thrown out programs um mateo is the one that um uh, uh mark you helped uh, pimp out a cocoa for him and send it to him
1: yep cocoa too.
0: and he is, it is out he's out in italy right yeah Right, and so he is now very busy um, recording videos too. So it's like I I, n- I now need to find a new line of work because we have a new um, Coco video guy out there um, <laughs> just cranking stuff out. So he's putting all these, so here's some of his programs. He's 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 um, making a bunch of different demo programs. He also made the piano player too, right? Yeah. Which I haven't had a chance to look at yet. But uh yeah, I love I love seeing little videos like this where you just see the cocoa stuff. Now one thing it would be nice because he says he's playing this in X Roar. Since we now have the speech sound pack emulated in MAME, it'd be you know, this is one of the games that really took advantage of that. And um I don't like to get into emulator battles. I don't like to get into a pissing contest, and I don't want to uh, over-inflate one or disparage another. I do happen to like X-Roar a lot, but I tried demoing um, Rick's game in X-Roar, and I did notice there was a lot of background scratchy noise that was happening all the time, almost like it's pulling in data from the DAC or something like that. So it was all, there's this constant background humming sound that I got in X-Roar that I didn't get in MAME. So in order to demo this, MAME was the better choice. Um and I don't know what, what attributes that. Is it doing anything with joystick? Yeah, it's doing stuff with joysticks, yeah. And Rick would have to answer that the best. And and check joysticks can generate a click. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed to be, um, you know, because my, my I was going to show it on a real computer and my computer literally died an hour before the show. So I had to scramble to find a way to show this off. The first one I tried actually was x Roar because I love the new artifacting mode. The uh, simulated artifacting mode looks really good. But just the, the, the sound, the, the background sound was distracting for me. So the last time we discussed this, um, you, uh, Nick, you mentioned that
4: and you mentioned something specific about, you know, what to do to prevent that from happening. And I went in and made that change. I don't remember what it was, but I remember addressing that. So theoretically, that shouldn't be a problem.
0: Right. Well, I'll get out I you know, I'm gonna have to dip into my reserve hardware at this point and I'll pull out a different cocoa and I'll run it on that. Um I will run it on a real cocoa, but I just didn't have time to do all that before today's show. Um I, I don't suspect we'll hear the sound on the cocoa, but if we do, if we hear it on a real cocoa, then X Roar is actually emulating the hardware properly. Um yeah. So Matteo's been busy with videos, and I love the one from Ed Snyder, where Ed showed off the waveforms in the oscilloscope. Um, I think in the oscilloscope. Yeah. Yeah. I love. I love this kind of music. Here, we we had this a couple of weeks ago talking about this. Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if we can get the Coco to do that type of display while the music's playing, and if, I'm sure Simon Jonasson probably can, um, that would be that cool. Would be having cool. nice visuals to match the audio, cool stuff. So, yeah. Um, Here's the most recent video from Bruce Moore's um, clip of Forest of Doom loading up some uh, semi-graphics in the screen. So, we, de- I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from Bruce when that's ready. Another candidate for a cartridge. Um, you know, the good news is, is anything can be on a cartridge these days. So, why not? Because Coco, right? So... Um, <laughs> We definitely should. Uh King's Quest. We had a nice discussion about King's Quest on here too. The showing off King's Quest on an R G B monitor. And uh he brought up he brought up the, the fact that um he had to switch it to composite. And then I just shared with you what I remember Curtis telling about where you could do the minus R, Sierra minus R when you launch it from OS 9 to force it into RGB mode. Yep. Now here's here's a happy moment here. So uh, I just received my Coco SDC. The joy I feel right now cannot be expressed in words, you know, and it's it's so hard to imagine like if you haven't used one in a long time that first moment when you get your hands on it and you're playing the real stuff, it is, it is pretty thrilling, you know, and what, you know, if, if you had to pick a game to put on a real Cocoa, Dungeons of Dagrith is not a bad one to play, you know? Yeah. So.
6: It was the first one I put on my SDC train. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like your must-have games, right? So another thing that I reached out to, let me find the Dragon group here real quick, too, because we do need to start including Dragon, too. Um, so uh, some stuff going on in Dragon. You see some eBay listings for Dragons. <laughs> I put out a message asking people to suggest some dragon games to play because I want to start doing some dragon videos. And so I I did get some suggestions here. Uh, Some of them I kind of know from the Coco, but like Touchstone, I'm not sure if I've played that one. Uh, I have not played Chucky Egg. I don't know that I've played Talking Android Attack. I'm not sure I played The Ring of Darkness. Um, So there's a few there. Shaolin Warrior, not quite uh, familiar with that one. Uh, Hungry Horus, Lionheart. Cosmic Crusader Um, So I got a few suggestions on some uh, Dragon games to play so I'm looking forward To some of my next Coco videos being dragon Videos too because I have a real dragon I haven't even taken out of the box yet so I definitely Want to look forward to playing some Of those and they had some pretty unique Games yeah, yeah. Like the one we looked at the other day, that was that 360-degree one where you flew around over the scenery and you shot at stuff and everything. That was pretty impressive. Yep. Uh, here's what Donkey King on cassette looks like for the Dragon. That's pretty cool, you know, the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so there's stuff going on in the Dragon. I just recently joined the Dragon Facebook group, too, so they seem to be pretty active, too. So um I definitely want to try to um, represent our European brothers and sisters as well with uh, Coco Talk. Um, so hopefully we'll get some more people from the U.K. on on future calls, too, to talk about more projects and stuff, too. Everybody's got an open invitation to talk about whatever it is they got going on. Love to hear about it.
2: Hey, this is Bruce Moore, author of Force of Doom, and you're watching the original gamer, Stevie
6: Stroke.
5: of doom.
2: So uh, just a note for Rick there. Um, Siren has been putting up a post of uh, source code and a sample file of a sound that he said sounds pretty similar. Okay.
0: Who who did that? Karen. Or is that how and you pronounce it? Sorry. Karen, uh, creator of X Roar and Dungeons. It sounded like a square wave, so I just hacked together something. I didn't hear the video for long enough, so it might be completely wrong. But okay. So where where is that? I'm. It's in sorry. the Skype chat. That. He put it in the Skype. Oh, chat. in Skype chat. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. I'll find out later then. It looks like it's called Pew Pew Bin. Pew, pew,
5: pew, pew, (laughs) pew, pew. pew.
0: (laughs) (laughs) An appropriate name.
2: There's a lot of interesting uh, Dragon games to see. Like there's that Spy vs. Spy, though. I don't know if that one was completed or not. I can't remember. Impossible, which has digitized speech. Uh, There's a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, and it seems like every time High Retro Game Lord was releasing a new video, we we would see one on there that neither one of us had heard of before too. So there was a bunch like there was that one we looked at a while ago, Curtis. That was kind of like a really cool Pac Man maze type game, but it was a lot more complex. Oh wow!
2: What was that called?
0: I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So it's just I I remember when I started doing Color Computer um, videos, I thought. I might reach 100. I didn't realize how many games actually existed. So I thought well, if I start this journey, if I made it to 100 videos, that would be a pretty cool milestone. And and lo and behold, I'm just shy of 200 videos and we haven't scratched the surface on Coco games and nowhere near even touched the Dragon games yet. So it's probably easy to say there's probably 600 to 800 games already in existence for these I would say systems. a thousand, 1000. It's amazing. What's yeah, I'll never have thing? time to play them all. Dragon game? <laughs> what's that sorry was the was the pac-man game you're referring to on the dragon then? yeah on the dragon and it was like a very cool maze type game i forgot what it was called but you kept like moving to different parts of the maze when you went through the tunnels and stuff and it it seemed like pac-man but it was also a little bit more complex than that i ringing a bell <laughs> yeah I, I we came across it once on, on yeah. a video and we looked at it i have to um, find the video again I can- yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Davy uh, Davy Mitchell says "Ring" and "Cosmic" are favorites of mine, and he says favor- "favorites." So he's got the "u" in there, so it's the proper uh, British <laughs> yeah. way of saying it's "favorites." The
2: real spelling, just like the we do in Canada. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The proper, the proper spelling, calour. Only you used your? If you used your calour computer today, <laughs> <laughs> pardon me. Do you have any grey poupon?
2: <laughs> I just want to hear you do the French Canadian version. What's that? What's that eh? Oh, I have no idea. I don't, I don't speak French. French. Okay,
0: le caleur, computer, something like that. Airball for the win. Sixy says that's uh, Karen. Okay, so, yeah, we need to get a list of the must-play Dragon games, and I'm definitely going to start featuring some Dragon uh, gameplay videos as well. Um, and maybe it's time to bust the Dragon out, uh, take yeah, it out the Yeah, you got the, the
2: joysticks, too, which are a bit different than the Coco's I have the
0: original were. Dragon joysticks. They're right behind me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll that'll be fun. Uh, besides Coco video. So, yeah, I wanted to do a proper video on the Pac-Man transcode. Of course, that's now going to be delayed because my 512K Coco needs attention. Um that's on the drawing board and um yeah i gotta get one of these things working before tandy assembly i don't want to have me having to wait for it to be repaired while i'm there so i got my work cut out for me yep all right so definitely we still have on our docket to do an os9 expose Cocoa talk maybe we can get that going between now and next weekend to be determined um i i think it's definitely worth talking about and, and shedding some light on because uh i'm not alone and not really having a lot of experience with it uh and it's kind of being interesting to demystify what does it take to get it running right and it's probably worth doing a quick look at level one for the coco one and two take a look at level two the original ones for the coco three and then jump into nitrous nine Yep. Uh, and just look at some of the differences. But yeah, what I'm going to need help with is not only knowing where to go to get these images to mount, but really how do I use them? And and ideally, what, doesn't it make sense to do uh, a virtual hard drive to show off OS 9 properly? Oh, that helps a lot. Yeah. So we'll have to. Have, I need to lean on you guys a little bit to get some assistance in getting these things set up and tested before we go live with it. But um, I, I really would like to have a little OS 9 virtual hard drive I could boot up at some point in time and just play with and start to become familiar with. Um, if you guys can, are able to create one in advance and just send it over to me in the link, that would be helpful too. Um, So I don't have to build a boot disk and all this other kind of stuff. So um. Yeah, if,
2: if Bill or David or Alan can do that, I mean, mine right now has got a lot of stuff from work on it because I was restoring disks just trying to find missing software. But some of that stuff was, you know, owned by them, so I don't want to, like, distribute that right. around.
6: Yeah. Right. Well, I've so, got a... Uh, I,
2: th- I think yours is clean, right, Bill?
6: Mine's pretty much clean, except for there's a couple of folders there with, like,
0: with Rick stuff in it uh, for Shanghai and Bob Threat that he sent me, which I think I'm going to remove before I send it, but... Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, because I think most of us set up a 128 meg, you know, virtual disk on, on the Coco SDC, and it runs really nice. Okay.
0: Okay sounds good the birds sound good too yeah
6: (laughs) i know i got a swarm of blackbirds up there that keep circling the house
0: (laughs) man you gotta hide the bodies better yeah (laughs) Well, is there anything else we need to talk about this week? Have we beat this one to death? Are we going to do a short cocoa Talk for a change? Um. (laughs) Now, John
2: and them are going to give us heck for having a short
0: show. (laughs) Have we beat this one to death? (laughs)
1: What's wrong if the the viewer count is down at the end of the next week?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Well, I I mean, uh, to
1: be
2: honest, it's summer. I mean, we're going to have less to talk about because people are taking summer holidays and busy with the kids and, and that kind of stuff, too. So. I, was I expect we we'll have shorter shows over summer.
3: I was wondering uh, just a thought of uh, kind of throw out there, see so what everybody thought about, but I was considering kind of using a uh, community uh, sourced, I guess, project where we could have small um, routines written by community members in uh, assembly and then post them somewhere, something like maybe GitHub and uh, so that it would be available to, you know, anyone from the community who want to, you know, use those either as as is or um, to use as a basis for what they need for what they're doing, and hopefully it would help people move on more in uh, using, you know, programming games and such for the Cocoa for OS nine, whatever we want to use those for. And I didn't know, you know, if that's something people would be willing to support because obviously I'm there's some things I can do in assembly, but I'm new to it myself. But I thought it'd be something it'd be nice to have out there.
2: Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you have to set up. Um, documentation for them too, like what are entry parameters? How do you have to set up your data for it? To...
3: Absolutely, yeah. And that would be, like I said, I know you know a lot of people you know with real life don't have the time to program an entire game, but may be able to, um, you know, put forth a routine, whether it be you know keyboard, video, joysticks, whatever you know, whatever type of general things are needed for uh, developing a game.
1: What's the name
0: of that game engine that was released? No one's used that yet? Oh, that Sprite library one. Uh, I know somebody the, had released one. Is the one you were talking about before, Curtis, that was like a, uh, a dog thing? Whereas, uh, no, that's different. Somebody had
2: released a sprite library uh, for the Coco 3 just a couple of years ago, or within the last couple mm. of years. Yeah. Um,
5: yeah what I was talking actually. about was
2: the uh, Graph Express, which is, uh, is an add-on for BASIC to, to do like mm. windowing and faster sprites type stuff and multi-voice sound,
1: etc. Hmm. Yeah, so no one's um picked up on that game engine yet. So,
3: yeah, I don't. know. I guess I'm not. I'm not looking. I, I don't know. Maybe you guys. Obviously, you guys have more experience than I do. But I'm not really thinking of a necessarily a game engine that would be used as as whole, but more as individual routines that can be either used or tweaked in a existing or to be existing program. Like the showing
2: code snippets. It's called Dynasprite. That was the.
3: the Dynasprite. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of. Framework. Yeah. I'm just looking for even like, like I said, like, say, let's just say somebody decides to write. I'm going to write a routine to be posted to the to the repository that allows somebody to check for a keyboard press or multiple keyboard presses. And that's all that routine would do. But it would allow somebody to either, like I said, use that, like, like Curtis says, you know, whatever your setup might need to be for that, but then be able to use that in a program to perform that function.
6: Hi, this is Randy Kindig of the Floppy Days podcast. I just love me some cocoa and nobody covers it better than Steve Strowbridge. You're listening to Cocoa Talk.
4: At GSoft. We make games for the TRS-80 Color Computer, TRS-80 MC-10, and Dragon Computers. Our basic games cover the range of genres from arcade, to text adventures, to simulations, to 3D dungeon crawls. This is our latest puzzle game from Japan, Fruit Panic. So come on and drop by our website and download our latest games.
2: kind of like a library, a set of libraries or something.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, something like that. That you know, like I said, is very open, but uh, you know, performs the function of whatever whatever it's intended to do.
2: Nick, you probably looked at Dynasprite more than I have because I haven't looked at it at all. But um, did you? No. Is it set up that same way? Like, is it? Is it like here's I don't a, know.
1: I haven't even um, looked at it myself okay because
2: i I thought his plan was to try to make it in such a way that you could just use pieces of it if you wanted to because like this might be a good start of the project
4: that's what i thought it was but uh, i haven't even looked at it
2: because i don't know if he has joystick routines and keyboard and sound routines or if it's just sprite and graphics related stuff
0: or what exactly anyone got a link to the site
3: i think it's on either i think it's on one of the uh, repository sites either github because i think i might have come across that in the past but um, I really never looked at it
0: that closely.
2: Because to be honest, if they don't have documentation, it doesn't matter who's doing it. It's not going to be
0: successful. Yeah, William I William says it came out in February 2015, but I'm not sure where you would get that from. I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, that was uh, Jay Jason who suggested that, right? Jay, Yes. Jay, Jay, J yeah J, um, that was Jay. So yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't know how many people would would actively contribute to that, but it doesn't hurt to ask and just get it started.
3: Yeah, that's kind of where that's kind of where I was at. I mean, I'm willing to host it on my GitHub. Not that I yeah. have um, a huge yeah. GitHub, but I would be willing to do that and uh, yeah. kind of curate it and that sort of thing. I did Except find it looks dino- like this
2: one's on. This uh, sprite is on GitHub
3: yeah i just found it as well curtis it's a uh, richard 42 dynas sprite if you uh search for it on google it will come up It's like the second or third link that i got
0: if you get a chance somebody put it in either the skype chat or the um there you go scard is just it okay okay there you go way, anyway, other people can get to it as well get, yeah no it's, it's 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 a good idea um uh, code sharing is uh is, is a good thing if you know, if it can help other people. I know, um, and, and it would be nice if he could have been with us today too, but uh, John Strong has mentioned too, at some point in time, he does want to make some of his tools available because he, he writes his own tools that do all his sprite creations and and turn he'll, he'll, he'll draw his sprite and then press a button and have it write out the assembly code to make the compiled sprites and he's got tile editors. So John's got tools that he works on quite a bit and um, it'd be nice if some some of those could be shared out, too, just to help speed up development.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, tools are obviously are, you know, especially if it's across, I'm assuming some sort of cross-platform tool um, that we could use. That'd be great,
0: yeah.
2: Looks like Dynasprite's got some documentation, so, and he's got some demos. And uh, Did you put that link up, did you? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's in, the, it's in YouTube the YouTube
0: chat. chat. So, it
2: should show up in the green on the left
0: side of the screen, too. <laughs> Rudy Kazooty says, I'm a stroke code nut. Hey, Rudy. Rudy is in, where did you say? We're in Ireland, too? Rudy says he has a hard time making these live because of the time difference. Welcome live, Rudy. Yeah, no, that's. I think it's a great idea. And, as you know, when I when I start to, to dip my feet into that pool as well, um, other resources will be helpful for me because I'm starting from ground zero, you know?
3: Yeah, well, that's kind of my intent of this whole thing is, you know, if everybody's starting from ground zero, uh, not only is it a... Big learning curve, but also just a time investment. Whereas, if you mm-hmm. know, there's already been a routine for, say, like I said, for uh, reading, you know, reading keyboard that's already been optimized and you know is pretty much ready to go. That saves uh, beyond your learn beyond your learning how it actually works. It saves you know all that time and development. So,
0: so,
2: right. Yeah, right. it might be worthwhile looking at DynaSprite then because he's looks he's, like he's got a fair bit in here already.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'll take a look at that uh, if I get a chance this week and see what's in there.
2: And then, uh, Steve, I think we should probably. Cover Graph Express for the BASIC programmer because that's a, a game library for the Cocoa 3 that you call from BASIC. You don't have to know any semi-language to okay. to use it. But it'll give you more semi-language speed on, on the games.
0: Right, 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 right. All right. Well, do uh, So we know we still have OS 9 on the horizon. And, Bill, I'll, I'll try to harass you throughout the week to see if you can send me something. Um, But do, uh, in addition to OS 9, do we have any suggestions or uh, topics we can try to talk about next week?
2: I hear birds chirping. That means no. No.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, oh, good. That, sounds like between OS nine and graphics, and like yeah, you said, yeah, yeah. and I,
3: maybe. Uh, sorry, I was gonna say maybe we can get uh, maybe I'll make an attempt to get a hold of this uh, person who did the um, Dino Sprite and see if they'd be willing to come on and talk about it a little bit. I wonder if maybe that's William Carlin.
0: That. I wonder if that's William Carlin. Who the guy
3: was, who posted it said Richard. It says Richard forty two is what the username is. I'm not sure oh, okay. who that is in real life, but
0: okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I may or may not have a hardware story to share by next weekend too, by me (laughs) trying to figure out what's wrong with my cocos and what I got to do to get them running again. Uh, Yeah, interesting. See here, Richard. I will go ahead and I'll just put it in a Skype chat now. I don't care who sees it. Richard Godekin. I
2: I don't have not pronouncing that right, but that's the guy's name. Okay.
0: All right, so I just put my address out there in our little Skype chat there. So, anybody else wants to send me processors or gimmies or anything else while you're at it, too, just feel free to mail them my way. There's <laughs> Steve. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That's Gimmy, all you do. Gimme, we ever gimme, gimme, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's hard so to send
1: good? you with the Patreon account.
0: Right. Richard, okay, so James Ross just says his name is Richard Go, Godiken.
1: Yeah, I was guessing Go, at that
0: myself. Goatiken Go, or whatever. He isn't in the Facebook group, is he? Far out. Far out. All right. Well, have we done enough rambling then since... Uh... <laughs> We've already talked about John Lindville's ramblings. We've done our ramblings. Maybe there's enough rambling for one day. Maybe we have beat this one to death. <laughs> I'll, I'll never get tired I will, of using I will that post phrase. One
2: thing in here that you may want to just do a quick read. It's a post to Atari Age, which where Richard announced it, and kind of gives you a nice summary of what it's capable of doing.
0: Put the link out there, and I'll pull it up. You want it in YouTube, or in... put it in YouTube. That way, other people can see it too. And then I'll pull it up. And this was an announcement from December of 2014. Atari Age. Here's the article. Tandy Coco 3, new game engine called Dino Sprite and Demo by Richard42. Okay. Hi, everyone. I am proud to announce the completion and release of Dino Sprite Demo 2, which shows off the game engine I've been working on for the past year and a half. This is the final demo that I intend to release, as the engine is now at a stage of completion where it can be reasonably used for an (laughs) entire game as is. My plan for the near future is to start working on a game with this engine. Before I get into the details, here's a link to the demo. Now, here's the actual sprite demo. Um, the engine cool. isn't suitable for every type of game. I've made design decisions which um, open some doors but close others. It's quite useful for a few uh, game styles, though. Some potential ideas, I think, map very well to the capabilities are side-scrolling games like R-Type, Silkworm, and Super Cobra. Platforming like Super Mario Brothers, Wonder Boy, Pitfall 2, Mega Man. Wow, these are a good lineup here, right? Top-scrolling like Akari Warriors, Alien Syndrome, and Time Pilot. Beat-em-up games like Double Dragon, which they... He says actually ran on a 6809 in Final Fight, Top Down Racing and isometric games like Marble Maze and Zaxxon. Dude, that's a great little lineup right there, huh? Core Engine only takes up two pages of code and data, but there are a lot of features. You have 320 by 216 color graphics modes. The background graphics are tile mapped with 16 by 16 tiles. Vertical and horizontal scrolling are supported with starting positions, granularity of one row vertical and and two pixels, one byte horizontal. That's pretty good, huh? So smooth scrolling. Uh, I spent a lot of time optimizing most of the CPU intensive part of the code for the Hitachi 6309 processor. The compiled sprite code is different for the sixty-three hundred nine. Uh, wow! Wow! Yeah, and some of so the speed it. increases he's got on some of those for the six hundred nine version is pretty interesting too. So there is the GitHub link now. Can I? And you do... posted that where, Steve? Uh, it's in the YouTube <laughs> chat. YouTube chat. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I wonder how hard this is going to be for me to try to load up the demo real quick. I'll actually. That's try what to... I was. <laughs> so I was just wondering. <laughs>
6: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I haven't actually save... seen the demo,
0: so this would be interesting to me too. Okay. So I'm gonna save the demo here real quick.
6: Hello, my name is Grant Leedy, and you're listening to The Cocoa Talk, with your host, Stevie Stroh. We're traveling through a dimension both of sound and ideas. We're at a place where the mind can comprehend and devise a solar radio, a wireless transmitter. Measure time and light. Sixty-five electronic projects brought to reality with this science fair kit. Astonishing? Perhaps... But you can find it for Christmas for 1795 in a place that's known as Radio Shack. Radio, stereos, recorders, everything in sound.
1: Hi, this is Mark Overholzer, and you're listening to Coco Talk, the nation's leading weekly live talk show about the tandy color computer.
5: And
0: let's see what we get. Is it a bin file? Is it a um... Okay, they're two different disk files. So there's a 6309 disk. So I'll bring up MAME um, as a 6309 Cocoa.
2: Yeah, this will be interesting. I actually have never seen this run. I just kept hearing about it.
1: It's quite but cool. It says
2: built in support for keyboard and joystick control, RGB and composite colors, the 6 bit DAC, the Orchestra 90 if you want to do sample sound up in stereo, a splash image loader, a main menu background, sprites. Sounds pretty complete.
3: Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I I had found this a while ago, and I just uh, I guess I never really looked at it.
0: Do I still have media sh- uh, sound sharing on? I don't. know.
3: Uh, I'm not
0: here in your your disk drive, so I'm gonna say no. Oh, the readme okay. saved a NASCII. <laughs> Alright, Dino Sprite Demo Two: Bubbles in a Box. Uh, okay. Arrows to move, break to quit. You are free to use and copy this program provided. That is, uh, this is a graphic, sound, and physical demo to show the capabilities of the DinoSpy program. Requires a 512 Coco 3. Play a keyboard, a joystick. Uh, move from joystick to, okay. All right, let's just try it then, shall we? Sure. Okay. Break to quit. So we're going to load. That, that involved a whole lot of reading there. I just don't have time for that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and We know that's not Steve strong point. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, blah blah blah." Words.
1: <laughs> Where's the pretty pictures?
0: Yes, that's pretty well it. No, self-executing. Let me make sure I'm sharing sound here. Oh, yeah, I am sharing the sound. Monitor is composite. All right, I need to. I need to do something here because this is a bigger screen. Hold on one second here. All right, so I'm gonna press M. Well wow, the colors look pretty good on this. Can you guys yeah. see it all right? That looks good there. Yep. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna press M. Oops, I just hit composite. I didn't want to do that. Yep. Nope, I think you started it. <laughs> I clicked on it with my mouse, and I wanted to hit something else. I wanted to change it to RGB. All right. Bubbles in a box demo. Well, I guess the even if the colors are off. We'll get an idea, right? Oh, look at this. Can you guys hear it? No. Nope. no.
1: Hear that?
3: I hear some kind of clicking. Is that it?
0: Yeah. Like a like
3: ahead. a bouncing bouncing ball sound. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That actually looks pretty good. I mean, as far as the colors and everything, it looks nice. Demo Sprite 2 bubbles in a box loading. If this is the same demo, I'll I'll run it again with um RGB? With, the right, with the RGB colors, yeah. Yeah, the the smooth scrolling's pretty good. Definitely
3: and it has like tra- this... looks like it has transitions and stuff, which are pretty cool. Yeah, Dino
0: Sprite yeah. demo. Okay, I guess that is the demo.
3: Yeah, it's run. just keeps running in a loop, it looks like.
0: Okay. It's not a bad demo. Nah. Yeah. So let me break out of it.
2: Next, it looks like it's some cross-dissolves and stuff built in. And...
3: Yeah. yeah. You're probably going to have to do a hard reset, I'm guessing, Steve. Uh, uh
0: oh, I can switch. There we go. I just switched emulation to ah, yeah. composite.
3: So we were seeing RB then, you think?
0: Well, now I've just switched the uh, uh, Mame to running composite mode, so it's matching the palettes. Gotcha. um That looks pretty reasonable. Yeah. 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 Nice. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, and, and the sounds kind of sound like uh, billiard balls clacking mm-hmm. into each other. and yeah, you can see. That and in fact, it has so, Orchestra
2: ninety support, cool too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so there's like you can see there's a you can see the different sprite masking. So there's a solid black ball. There is a translucent ball that's got the clear. Does the background move? It did. I mean, it, had it scrolled before. It scrolled. Yeah, it scrolled all the
3: way to the left and then stopped. Okay, I, I
0: can actually scroll it with my joystick. Yeah. Oh, look at this! Now that I'm moving. Oh, my and then joystick. it bounces
3: the ball around. So the ball, the edges of the screen are what are moving the ball. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Now I'm moving <laughs> my joystick around, and I'm going up now as well. Yeah, diagonal. Yep. Yeah, okay. Cool. Okay. So there oh. is uh, apparently there's a border to it. So there is a there's an end to the level. But yeah, so I guess. And they're not, there's no logic in here, like where it's bouncing off of things. They're just, they're, they're completely foreground objects, but they're Some of the,
3: some of the balls are hitting each other, but some are going through other ones, which is kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So collision detection and collision ignorance, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's neat. It's pretty smooth. So it's hardware scrolling.
4: And that's in OS 9, is it?
0: (laughs) Of course.
2: (laughs) In 64K, too.
0: Level 1. Can't wait for for the level 2 version.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm glad you guys brought this up. This is kind of what I've been looking to put together, but it looks like he's done a lot of the work already.
0: There you go. The heavy lifting has been done. Cool. And he has it documented, which is nice too.
3: Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Like I said, I, I remember finding it, before, it before. before for whatever reason. I never really looked into it. I'm not sure why.
1: The uh, Atari Age article has somebody else named Rem Z that also had written a. So he's well, written a few demos. <laughs>
6: Hi, I'm Mike Rowan, and you're watching the original gamer, Stevie Stroh. And when you're done watching, come over and listen to the Coco
1: Crew podcast. Hi, this is John Linville. And Neil Blanchard. We are the Coco Crew. I hope you're enjoying watching Stevie Stroh play video games, especially the Coco games. And when you're done with that, check out our podcast at cococrew.org.
6: At home. At the beach. In your car, at the shop, at the office, anywhere you enjoy fine audio programming. It's North America's premier source for color computer news, the Coco Crew Podcast.
0: This is John Linville and Neil Blanchard. And we are the Coco Crew. I hope it's going to be a great show.
6: Join John and Neil each month as they bring the latest news about the color computer, Dragon, MC10 and others. It's the Coco Crew Podcast. Visit www.cococrew.org and listen today.
5: You're listening to the Coco Crew Podcast.
2: Demos,
3: Demos based on this framework or just in general?
2: No, Remzi did a couple of his own demos. He actually has a 3D uh, ray trace program that's actually more advanced than Sockmaster's.
1: Hmm. Yeah, as
2: well was- as he had the Mario style one where he had you know scrolling horizontal with circles and stuff flying around. And he's got a bunch of YouTube videos that actually show some of his demos. And I've actually downloaded the disc images, so they're the real. Let's see if I can find his page.
1: There's actually a link at the bottom of the Atari Age article for uh, Richard's stuff. Hmm. For the downloads or for the, the video demos? There's a video, one one video on YouTube and a link to his uh, Google site. Yeah, because Steve, if you haven't seen his stuff, it's pretty impressive.
2: He's the Seed Player, too, uh, the one that plays the Commodore 64 sound chip
1: stuff.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I think I've seen this before. Can you guys see it? Yeah. Yeah, this looks like a Mario World type thing here. That's very smooth.
2: Yeah, and if you click his name, um, the Rem Z part there, you can see his other videos for the Coco, and then you can see like his 3D ray tracing
0: with textures. Uh, look at that. There's animation. So you've got a rotating that's point, crazy. and the question marks are animated. The bricks are glistening. There's a lot that's of stuff cool. going on right now.
2: But you should take a look at some of his other Coco stuff. He's got some pretty impressive stuff in there. Right. Moon demo a Coco 3? No, nope, that's, that's one so of Soft Masters. Okay, okay. That's his SID player for playing Commodore 64 sound using the DAC. Coco
3: SID as in it's trying it's to emulate tr- what the uh, Commodore 64 Yeah.
2: So you got... I mean, yeah, click on his got. uploads. Click the uploads the link
0: itself. Yeah. And you can see his Coco 3 texture mapping demo, for example. Okay. Real-time scaling demo, texture mapping demo. Yeah. Wolfenstein-style demo on the Coco 3. Is that showing off Sockmasters?
2: No, that's his. And it's more advanced than Sockmasters because it allows you to tilt up and down. Um, uh-huh. He f- fixed the fisheye lens
0: distortion. Oh, wow. Look at this.
2: Now, I should tell you that the sound doesn't actually play in the background this demo. This is a CPU-intensive demo. Yeah.
5: And this is 6809.
2: No 609 required. Not bad. He's texture mapping the ceilings and the walls. Yeah. And if you run his class in Wolfenstein 1, where he's not doing the texture mapping, but he's fixed the physical.
0: look at the other one? That is pretty cool. Alright, so the other one is which one now? The uh, full screen... Ro- oh, uh, the a few and then we'll look at the Wolfenstein one. This one shows real-time scaling, which you're controlling with the joystick. You can it up and down. Left and right you see him ra- loading it up off of floppy. <laughs> Old school. Neil yeah, Blanchard would appreciate that. And these are all available for download. I actually have most of these. Wow, there's Wario, huh? The evil Mario. <laughs> wow. So you can stretch them out. Look how fast and smooth that is. That's I really know, Nick impressive. and I discussed, we really wish you would have finished a game, because he's a pretty darn good programmer.
2: He can make some pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, very cool. And Wolfenstein is kind of like uh, Gloom 3, I guess you'd call it, because it's it's a more advanced version of the Gloom-style engine. Okay. Bruce Moore is finally calling in. So, you notice you got sharp edges, which uh, the yeah. original Sockmaster one did not because he fixed the fisheye distortion.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: don't think he's doing page flipping here, which is why you're getting a bit of the ripping and tearing, but you can also see he can tilt up and down just like the old yeah. PC games.
1: Mm,
0: point of view. Hey, Bruce.
2: And the speed's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Speed is
0: good. Plus, you got the sliding left and right instead of just turning and running. And the strafing, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. I, I think a sequel to Gate Crashers is in order. Yeah, get on it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. We want the text mapped version, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, it was full sound. <laughs> the bar is neat. Nice. That is neat. Yeah. Very cool. Right, well, I'll okay. leave him some comments offline and see if he wants to um, ever join us on a Cocoa Talk. Yeah, I'd love him to go through and explain the, the engine. Like Very said, cool.
2: But even explaining how he got some of his routines to work at the speeds he did. Right.
0: right Bruce, are you with us? All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up Cocoa Talk this week. We'll have more to talk about next week. We can't talk about everything because then there would be nothing left to talk about, right? So um, we got to save some for next week. But uh, Rick Adams, thank you so much for being our guest of honor and showing us our world uh, premiere of Bomb Threat. Fantastic looking game. I really enjoyed playing it. I hope everybody enjoyed watching it. And I wish you sell tens thank of twenties of hundreds of thousands of units of this game here because uh, it is worthy. of a a global
1: appreciation it's definitely one of the few that was actually originated way back in the day and you know just finally being brought out right right right. see the light of day
0: yes so bruce are you here
1: i don't know can you hear me
0: yeah we can hear you
2: hey yeah it looks like i caught the very last minute
0: eh you caught the last minute eh (laughs) so. <laughs> Wait, will you have more time next week because i'd rather give you more time than rush something in at the end here
4: oh, oh no problem just hey i'll uh,
2: i'll catch the replay
0: but um okay. do you do, do you mentioned you might wanted to make an announcement about forest of doom though
2: Oh, oh no 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 no! I was just saying on that cocoa talk that I'm. <laughs> all I was saying was I'm officially feature complete. No more new stuff. I want to get it out the
1: door.
0: Okay, and you're so still I'm working
1: on. It. <laughs> okay. Okay. The spec has been frozen. Exactly.
2: <laughs> now the hard part starts: trying to tweak it all. Uh, uh, yeah.
1: Yes, but will he make? Will he get his bonuses? <laughs> make the deadline. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, I'm good. Thanks a lot.
0: Okay, good, good. Well, hopefully we'll have you on next week, too, when you got more time to join us. Sure. Cool. All right, well, let's wrap up this week's Cocoa Talk. We've definitely beat this one to death. And and we'll do it again. So, yeah, Rick, thank you so much for letting us um, see Bomb Threat. It's fantastic. And thank you, everybody, Certainly. for being here. Grant and Mark and Jay and Bill and Curtis and Nick and Bruce and Karen uh, and everybody else who's been with us in the chat, like James Ross and Richard Lorbieski and Rudy Kazutti And uh, who else was in chat here earlier? Um, William Carlin was here, the great John Linville and his ramblings were here earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who else was in the chat here today first last was here in the chat and uh who else was in the chat bosco steve bamford was here davy mitchell was here uh glenn hewlett was here uh orange fire simon stopped by paco otakte um stopped by too drencor huh well i gotta go hope everyone has fun back to work and uh davy mitchell richard uh, mark overholzer was it, yeah. And Davey was the first one in, in chat today, too. So thanks for being the first one in. And speaking of Paco Otakte, uh, he's saying hello, everyone. Or um, And then Rudy Kazuti says, with such great talent pool, I bet you guys could have some fun and come up with something good by passing some code around the group like Chinese Whispers. It would be a cool uh, reveal at Coco Fest. Are you guys familiar with that concept where everybody adds something to the code and pass it around? Nah, I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that next week. All right, guys. We're going to wrap up Coco Talk. Thank you, everybody who watched, and make sure you tune in next week as well. <laughs> yeah. Drinkor Lad Otakte says, Of course, I show up at the end. Yes, you did. All right, David. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. And remember, you may only be young once, but you can be retro forever. And tune in next week for more talk about the Coco, the MC10, the Dragon, and all other cool things. Until then. Coco forever. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cocoa Talk. We certainly hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, why not check us out on the web at CocoTalk.live where you can watch video replays of all of our live episodes, as well as send us feedback and suggestions for the show. We'd certainly love to hear from you. Until next week, I'm the original gamer, Stevie Stroh. Keep on cocoing. Cocoa forever. Have a Cocoa day. And bye-bye, everybody. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's me. It's original gamer, Stevie Stro. You know, gameplay goodness. Gameplay goodness. You know, gameplay goodness. Alright, people. Gameplay goodness. Thank you so much. I'll you know, there's my goodness. shark out there. Yeah. There's Maggie. You know, gameplay goodness. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. You know, gameplay goodness. Yeah. You know, gameplay goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, game goodness.
1: You know, gameplay goodness. This is how we like to do it. Gameplay goodness. Alright, You know, gameplay goodness. Shh.
0: Now he's shooting at me.